This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four pillars of freedom, time, financial, location, emotional freedom. And it's the last pillar that I really want to emphasize in today's episode, the emotional freedom. So emotional freedom is happiness. It can come from quality of life, your relationships with your family, spouse, significant other, or it can also be doing what you love, with, especially with regards to creativity. So in that light, we have a... Um, uh, an actor, an entertainer, and a celebrity uh, joining us today. His name is Randall Franks, and he's an American film and TV actor. He's a Hall of Fame entertainer, and he's an award-winning author and journalist. So he's um, appeared from TVs in the heat of the night, and today we're going to talk all about creativity and exploring your passion. So, uh, Randall, welcome. Chris, it's a wonderful opportunity for me to speak to your viewers, and I'm glad to be with you today. Yeah, and uh, it's really great because, um, you know, we've met through PodMatch, and uh, it's really rare that I get the opportunity to um, interview celebrities and people very accomplished in their field. So, you know, we're going to talk all about creativity and, um, you know, pursuing your passions. Um, and you took a really interesting approach, which was acting. So, you know, tell us uh, in music. So tell us more about, you know, where your background and how you got started and we'll go from there. Of course, Chris, um, I was very blessed starting out at a young age. I started playing the violin at eight years old and I could have never imagined what doors that were open for me in life. 
But just within a span of a few short years, uh, by the time I was 13, I was traveling the country with my own band and uh, had reached a couple of years after that as a regular guest star on the Grand Old Opry. Uh, so those opportunities for me introduced me to so many wonderful mentors, uh, both uh, in music and in real life, who guided me through that process of becoming a, a music personality. Uh, the blessings of uh, getting recognized by those that care about what we do uh, as an audience, uh, as folks who listen to us on radio, allowed me to then grow into uh, opportunities in television, performing a variety shows, and eventually landing on uh, the TV series In the Heat of the Night on NBC is where we started. We eventually moved to CBS, but working with TV legends like Carol O'Connor, um, who, uh, you know, I grew up watching uh, All in the Family. We all who of that era knew Archie Bunker. <laughs> and I remember the first time I saw Carol O'Connor walk on the set, I was looking and I was just in amazement. I said, wow, that's Archie Bunker. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I came to know Carol O'Connor as a man and as a mentor. And, uh, you know, we called him Pops on the show. And he was that. For me, he was a father figure. And he invested in me as a human being and as an actor entertainer and gave me so much that I still carry with me today now, so many years later. Yeah, that's so interesting because uh, actually I remember when, uh, you know, you're referring to these shows, I was actually probably in my five or six years old. And I remember, you know, watching these shows and um, uh, what's interesting is, um, you know, how, how did you at the early age get the uh, courage to decide, you know, you're going to become a musician and actually make a career out of it? Because, you know, kind of that's, you know, you know, the um, the journey is quite unstable, you know, it's unpredictable, but, you know, the potential rewards are humongous. Well, when I was uh, as a child, we uh, I was, uh, let's say, a very sickly child. I spent a lot of my time. I couldn't. Uh, couldn't go out and do a lot of uh, sports and things that uh, a lot of young people do. So music became my uh, respite. It allowed me to focus on something that I could do uh, restricted to my ailments. Uh, but as my health improved, it also did my opportunities to go out and find a use for that respite. And uh, one of those things, when I was uh, growing up, a couple of my favorite TV shows was the Andy Griffith Show and the Beverly Hillbillies. Um, and on the Andy Griffith Show, there was a group called the Darlings who came on and played music. Uh, and that was the real group, the Dillards. And then on the Beverly Hillbillies, Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs would come on that show and they play music with uh, the Clampets. Uh, and those two groups uh, of, of entertainers inspired me. And I, I, I told my parents that I want to do what they do. So my inspiration as a child is I wanted to be like someone I saw on television, which many of us do. We emulate what we see. And but that desire then brought me to bring together young people in my school around me in school. Uh, and create a band of other like-minded uh, young people who are playing Appalachian instruments, because that's the region that I'm from. Uh, and uh, we started touring 
And then the doors just began to open up for us. I, I think there was providence involved in that, but uh, which eventually, as I said, led us to the Grand Ole Opry. But the uh, to, and performing for them, and thankfully they still bring me around from time to time to perform for them all these many years later. The uh, opportunity, though, of how I focused in on that, the music was the opening. Uh, God blessed me with having the gift of at least learning how to play. Now, I'm not a prodigy. I don't consider myself to be exceptionally talented as a musician, but he gave me just enough that that was an, a vocation that I could pursue, and it was a wonderful outlet for uh, me as a child, and even today as an adult, I can pick up my instrument, and whatever worries come my way, they'll just evaporate, and the day becomes anew with that music that he's put into my soul and it allows me to push it out. And there's nothing more gratifying than having somebody come up to you, whether it's on the street or, or you know, they drop you an email or whatever and say, I just loved your performance of a particular song, or I loved hearing you play at this event. And that's, for me, that's what all of this has been about. This, my entire life has been about trying to uplift others with the gifts that God shared with me. Interesting. That's a very interesting, you know, we'll get into, you know, making a difference in your hometown and inspiring others through, you know, words, music, and acting and, you know, giving back. Um, uh, one, one thing that you mentioned is, um, you know, you went from um, Appalachian uh, bluegrass boy to, a, you know, Hollywood star. And then you talk about encouragers guide our steps and you actually wrote a book about it what inspired you to write it and tell us more about that well I, as a matter of fact uh chris i wrote three books it was there was so much material from throughout my career i did three different three different projects this was the first one uh, encouragers one finding the light and encouragers two walking with the masters and then finally encouragers three a guiding hand. And in each of these books, I've taken stories about my experience with everyday people, with musicians and entertainers that many of us would know, whether they were actors or, um, you know, singers or musicians, and the time or energy that they took out of their lives and placed in me. Uh, those encouragers along the way are the ones that open the doors. They're the ones that uh, mention my name to someone else. They're the ones who, on a bad day backstage, put their arm around me and said, uh, you know, things are going to get a little better. Uh, you just, just hang in there. Those stories um, are featured in here. And I've got, you know, from In the Heat of the Night, I've got stories of Carol O'Connor. I've got stories of my other co-stars like Alan Autry and David Hart. Uh, there's stories of people uh, like even the generation prior to me who who took uh, an interest in uh, my career. Folks like Roy Rogers. There's uh, the great entertainers from country music like Roy Acuff and um, Ernest Tubb. There's uh, Jim and Jesse of the Grand Ole Opry and Bill Monroe. Uh, as you see, you can see behind me on my on my wall was one of my greatest mentors as a child. And when I he brought me to the Grand Old Opera, and he took me under his wing and taught me uh, even intricacies of playing particular tunes on the fiddle, and then supported me from a, a, a mentor 
standpoint for many years. So in the Encourager series, that's what I focused on is these stories. There are hundreds of photos from throughout my career in the books. And there are also, for those of you who are cooks, there are recipes for many of the people that I talk about in the books. In each volume, there's 30 or 40 recipes of the different people that are featured. Um, but I think the greatest message from the books, Chris, is, uh, and I hope people take this away, each of us every day are given the opportunity to be an encourager to someone. That is the key to why we're here. We're here to make a difference in other people's lives, and people are sent into our lives each and every day that we may not at that particular moment realize that they were sent there for us to make a difference in their life. But if we take the time, pay attention, and even just give an uplifting word, that will change their life. And we'll never realize sometimes how many people we've impacted as an encourager. Yeah, I like that. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of your mentors, you know, especially uh, Carol O'Connor. Um, what was it like to work with him and um, some of the lessons learned from him? Carol, uh, as I mentioned, you know, we we called him Pops. And for me, like I said, he was a father figure. He, um, uh, I had lost my father a year before I started on In the Heat of the Night. So he really uh, took me under his wing and uh, gave me a lot of advice uh, about um, Hollywood, the acting world, uh, taught me how to write screenplays, uh, which was a very vital thing that I've been doing ever since. But it was a it was a great joy to learn from someone who had been in the industry uh, with such wonderful roles and learning all the aspects and watching him uh, do every aspect of a production. You know, he was our executive producer, so he focused on writing scripts and directing and, and acting and um, he shared that too with me. And so he was wonderful to work with. Now I will say as a boss, sometimes he can be a tough boss. And, uh, but uh, that's true of all of us that uh, have been blessed to uh, supervise other people, but every lesson learned uh, from Carol has been a, a, a golden nugget that has uh, paid many dividends over these past three decades since we worked together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite, uh, interesting. And then, uh, how did you, so, you know, you mentioned a lot of these, um, mentors and then, you know, your musical skill and ability and how did you, um, wind up as a Hollywood actor? What, what made you go that direction? Well, as I mentioned in the music industry, oftentimes you get audience recognition and, you know, you start, your career starts to elevate. And then you get to cross over and make appearances on television variety shows. And, and I, my career allowed me to do that. Um, there was a certain point, I, as I mentioned, I'd put together a young group of performers. Uh, and we all grew up together uh, over a course of about seven or eight years. I had 25 different youth musicians that played with my band. And as everybody hit college age, um, decided to go different directions, I sort of thought, um, you know, I, I'm, I've done the band thing for many years. Now I want to focus on me as a, a solo artist. 
but I've always wanted to act because I had not reached that goal. You remember the goal we talked about of watching Flat and Scruggs and the Darlings on television, and I'm saying as a child, that's what I want to do. I had not reached that goal yet, so I wanted to figure out how to get there. So I began taking uh, classes and acting as well as uh, trying to work opportunities through, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> through the um, doors that had opened for me as a country music entertainer. Uh, and they started looking at me uh, because I already had an audience. Uh, so casting directors were aware of uh, the audience that came with me. And so the opportunities began to open. Uh, my first role was in a um, CBS movie called Desperate for Love with Kristen Slater and Brian Bloom, Veronica Cartwright. And uh, it was simply as a high school singer. And we all, the, the movie was centered around a high school choir. So everybody who participated sang in the choir pretty much. And I was one of those. And uh, so that sort of got my foot wet, it sort of sticking my toe in the water. And the process began from there. And within a, a short period of time, the uh, I had done a couple of different projects like that one. And I received a call one day and a casting director said, uh, they're moving, uh, they've moved in the heat of the night to uh, Georgia, which is where I was living at the time. And they don't have anything for you to do, but I want you to go down to the set. That first day, I'm going to I'm going to send you as an extra. Go be an extra on the show. So I did, and I went the first day, five o'clock in the morning. I'm standing outside the wardrobe trailer. A man walks by me, looks me up and down, and says, hmm, "You look an awful lot like a police officer." I said, "Thank you." He went on his way. I had no idea who he was, but uh, so I'm standing there waiting for them to look me over and say what I'm wearing. He's going to work for the day shooting. Eventually, I went on my way. That particular day, everybody in the cast uh, of the police department was working. You know, we had Carol O'Connor there. We had Howard Rollins. We had Alan Autry, David Hart, Jeffrey Thorne, and Hugh O'Connor. Everybody was working in the scene. So over the course of the day, I had the opportunity working as an extra to meet all of these uh, stars and was even placed in what's called a silent bit with Carol O'Connor. So mm -hmm. that's an opportunity to be one-on-one uh, -on -one with the actor. Uh, and so that's when I formally met Mr. O'Connor. And, uh, you know, we be, he began, broke the ice because you're told as an extra, you don't talk to the, the principals unless you're spoken to. So you respect that. Uh, so he opened up the dialogue and started talking to me. Uh, and over the course of the next several weeks, they kept bringing me back to the set of In the Heat of the Night as an extra. They kept placing me in different scenes with the different actors. And uh, in a few weeks, they came to me and said, we're uh, creating another police character for the show. We want you to be it. So from my perspective, I was very naive, but they had been giving me an on-set audition, watching how I interacted on the set, seeing how I looked with the other actors on the show, and then uh, created something for me that lasted for five more years and thankfully uh, blessed me to be on both CBS and NBC as a network television star. So um, it, it's one of those, I guess, Cinderella stories in a way. Mm -hmm. it, that doesn't happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. But the Lord blessed me with that opportunity. Yeah. Sounds like one of those uh, Providence moments that you described earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Very much so. He, he put me there and put people in my life that would open those doors because I could have just as easily uh, just been there and been an extra and, you know, got my $40 a day and went on my way. And that would have been it, you know, and uh, but instead something else was in store and there was a reason why I was there. And uh, and I think that reason even continues emanating today as people still watch the show. Millions watch our show every day in, in reruns, and we still have those people uh, who reach out and tell me how that watching that show changed their life or how that show, much that show meant to their father, or their grandfather, or grandmother. It, it, it touched so many lives, the millions of people as it went around the world, and it ran in 150 countries around the world. It's translated in many different languages, and uh, I was blessed to be a small part of that and be a seed within that uh, environment to share my knowledge and what God gave me to share with Carol O'Connor and the other people to put out there and emanate on the on the airways. Yeah, it's so uh, so inspiring to you know look at your career and you know I always like talking to um to the um generation before me because you know you can get a lot of experience and a lot of um wisdom um you know such as you've given so um it's so i, I know a lot of people are that will be inspired by your um story and want to check out your work i know you're on you're on um, youtube and um twitter as well so tell people how they can find you um look you up and you know and and learn more about you well, I, they can visit me at randallfranks.com, which is my website. If they're interested specifically in the books or some of my music products, they can go to randallfranks.com slash store. Of course, as you mentioned, at Randall Franks on Twitter, uh, Randall Franks TV on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook at Randall Franks, actor, director, entertainer, uh, as well as most of the social media platforms. There's a Randall Franks page. If you just look for it, you can find it. Uh, and I'd love to have you become part of our uh, group that uh, that follow what I do. Uh, my most recent movie that has been made available is The Cricket's Dance, which is a wonderful story set present day and in the 1800s. I think you'll enjoy it if you search it out on the streaming services and check that one out. Uh, it's always a blessing to get to do new movies. There's more in store. I've got a new project that's coming up that uh, I'm excited about. I can't share much about it as of yet, but watch out for it on our website. And uh, Chris, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to get to meet new folks. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. And I, I hope that your viewers do check me out, come out and uh, become part of the goes that uh, follow what I do. Yeah, absolutely. And for the audience um, and for all the listeners, the, um, Randall's uh, links and resources will be in the show notes. So um, I always enjoy talking to people outside my field and just gaining insights and wisdom and um, putting the pieces together so thanks so much and um, we look forward to um, all your future success and all of your future projects well thank you chris it's been a pleasure and uh, once again hopefully we'll cross paths again soon folks we'll see you next time come by and see me at randallfranks.com 
I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.